0: Christmas is a time of year that you really can't define and put in a box. Because as many people as there are, so is their view of Christmas. A person who has lost a spouse the first Christmas and every Christmas after that is going to bring back memories. The wonderful part about it is it goes from sadness to remembrance and joy. Because when you know where that spouse is, you know he or she is in the presence of the one that we celebrate. So that takes the steam. For some people, it's very, very depressing. Uh, it's for, for many reasons. Uh, I talked to a, a sheriff, a friend of mine, one time, and he said, that the most domestic violence occurs on the weekend of Christmas. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, days leading up the days leading after. So there's a lot of things happen. Uh, you may have had not good ch- memories as a childhood about something. And the problem is, again, and we talk about this all the time, we let circumstances in life color our view about what we truly believe about Jesus. Because, folks, we don't live under the circumstances. We live in spite of the circumstances. And wherever you see circumstances that are not good for a Christian, the amazing thing is that you see the body of christ thrive and grow it's as if we pull together because we remember what our savior did as i read the bible and you probably know this when you read the book of malachi and you get to the fourth chapter i think there's six verses that ends the old testament but not only did it end the old testament There was over 400 years before the Jewish nation heard anything from God. They call that a period of darkness. Darkness and light has significance from creation. It said, in beginning God. What a wonderful way to begin a book. (laughs) And it ends, in the end, Jesus. So, it's a great book. In between, it's the story of our Savior. But for over 400 years, the nation wondered, what, what is going on? You see, the nation had disappeared. And as I said before, darkness and light has great significance from Genesis. It said the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface, and great was the darkness. And God looked at darkness and said, light be because God doesn't like darkness because in him, there's not only no darkness, there's absolutely no shadow of darkness. So the people sat, you know, Israel had written words, the prophets had written what God had said to them for years and years. Words of promises for a deliverer. But because they did not listen, because they disobeyed God's rule, God's judgment came in a form. It's almost like God said, I have told you all you need to know. And he went silent. They had what prophet Isaiah had written in chapter 11 of the book of Isaiah. It said, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. That word, branch, is one of the many messianic titles. And at his first glance, you may wonder, what does this say? Well, if you've ever been in a country where somebody has cut down a tree, sprouts will come up out of that tree. After the Babylonian uh, captivity and the return of Israel it looked like one of the promises that God had made to David was coming to an end because God said to David you will always have someone from your loins your lineage who will sit on the throne of, of Israel and yet they looked around and it seemed the lineage had been cut off but Isaiah, through God's vision, he visioned the cut off stump. But there was a strong sprout. That sprout is the deliverer, the Messiah, the branch. He said not only that, he identified it coming from Jesse. That was David's father. And from the root, the very core, the branch will appear. Isaiah also promised in Isaiah 9 too. Wonderful promise. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. That's Jesus. He was prophesying that in the darkest of dark, a light would come on. In my travels in the Middle East, I can't tell you the times and conversations with the people there or people coming up. They ask me, what is this light? Or in a dream, I had a vision of a light and a person telling me where to go to find out about Jesus. Darkness is simply the absence of light. And in our lives... I would think of my life, perhaps you can think of yours, before I came to Christ, it was like sometimes it was bitter darkness because I didn't know where I was at, what I was going to do, or why I was doing what I was going to do. Other times I walked in kind of a haze. I think it was yesterday, kind of overcast. And the sun was there, but it didn't shine through. Light brings on depression. Ask people who live in Alaska. It's fascinating to talk to them about what happens when you don't have very many hours of sunlight. You know, people grow pale. Uh, just a lot of things happen. One thing, if I lived in Alaska, I'd weigh about 350 pounds. I mean, what else are you going to do but munch on something, right? You can't go out. It's bad enough this time that we're in. I get off work with a whole lot of lists that I want to do. And I go home and it's dark and it's like, okay, today's over. Maybe tomorrow. You know, our spiritual darkness is like that. We get cranked up. We have a lot we're going to do. The darkness comes over us. and We fall back on procrastination. Oh, well tomorrow over 400 in years no word from God they had to hold on to a promise that by that time through that many generations maybe begin to slip from their mind I can't imagine oh but something good happened <laughs> you know the first announcement were to a group of shepherds Shepherds who kept, for the most part, sheep that would be used for the temple sacrifice. And the amazing part about that is a shepherd couldn't go to the temple because he was ceremonially unclean. But it was to those unclean shepherds on a very dark night that the sky burst open and an angelic chorus began to talk to them. The Savior you've heard about is here. I invite you to come and see. Luke records it this way. In the first chapter, verse 76 beginning. Little background. Mary was told by the angel of God that the one born in her, a virgin, would be the Savior of the world prior to that an angel had appeared to a couple Zachariah's wife who was barren and said you're going to bear a son you're going to call his name John and he's going to be the forerunner the preparer of this great Messiah Zachariah was a priest and when the angel told him he disbelieved he said my wife's barren." I'm old. The angel simply said to him, You won't speak until that child is born. Months went by. John was born. His family argued with him. There's nobody in your family named John. Why would you name him John? And he took a piece of paper and he wrote, His name is John. And immediately, His mouth came open. And in this latter part of this first chapter, it's Zachariah's song. Here's what he's saying. And to you, my child, he's talking to John, will be called a prophet of the Most High. The first prophet that we've had in over 400 years. You, John, are a prophet, and you will go before the Lord to prepare the way for him. To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. That was miraculous because at that time there was temple sacrifices. But you're going to prepare a way for one. One who's going to bring salvation through the forgiveness of sin and then the portion that I've had underlined in every Bible, it started out at King James. In the King James language, it said day spring. But it said, because of the tender mercies of our God, by which the sun rising will come to us from heaven, his day spring. How many of you, I don't know how many of you get up early, but I'm going to tell you, a sunrise is magnificent i come over on monday and monday of this week man it was foggy i had my eyes on the road and every once in a while through the fog i could see this round thing that i identified the sun but the fog had it i cleared 92 and got near 95 and that sun broke out and i had to put on sunglasses it was a lift of spirit When the rains come and it's gloomy for day, hurricanes are here, blowing, and you're in your house, and all of a sudden you look out, and there's light. You see, that's the exhilaration that Christmas should bring to us. Because even as Christians, we can go into a fog. (laughs) And we just kind of float through life, taking whatever comes the best we can. That's not God's plan. He sent a day spring from on high. The sun every day rising in our hearts because of the promise of salvation through the forgiveness of sin. Christmas, he's our day spring. The top of the tree, there's a star most often, maybe an angel. We to talk about him being the bright morning star also. This morning, I want you to know it doesn't matter how dim the world grows, and it doesn't matter about the culture around us. Down in South Daytona, they got this big, tall building. I used to live across the river from it, it's called a lighthouse. We had huge picture windows that I first loved when I moved in until that night. Because when that lighthouse made its turn, it lit up my living room. And I thought about a Seafarer. I know they got GPSs and all of that. But how much hope does that bring to someone who... Maybe in a boat, not knowing where they're going, knowing where they're supposed to go, but wandering about a rocky shoreline. The light pierces the darkness. Never forget that just like John, we're not the light. We're the lighthouse. And our light will pierce the darkness for many people. I could hear y'all singing back there. Sounded great, didn't it? Sometimes we just have to let loose and let God. You know, when the Apostle John wrote his letter, he didn't follow the outline like Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Here's how John began his letter. In beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made what has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of mankind. The light shines in darkness, but the darkness does not overcome it. Then he says, there's a man, the true light, that gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to those who were his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all, hold on to this, yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, He gave the power to become sons and daughters of God. Love that. Children born not of the natural descent, nor of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and he made his dwelling among us. We have seen the glory, the glory of the one, the only Son who came from the Father, Full of grace and full of truth. Let me remind you of something this morning. Jesus isn't the king in just December. Okay? He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Yet he stooped down. I I like that. He stooped down to come to us. He didn't bring all his glory with us. He just laid that aside and probably said, I'll be back. And he came to earth. He was born like you and I were born of a woman. Probably had diaper rash. Who knows? Suffered all the childhood diseases. Everything that we have gone through in our childhood, our teenage years, uh, when we think we know it all about 18, 19, down to old age. Jesus, his old age was about 33 and a half years. But that man accomplished more in a short period of time than has ever been accomplished by a person. Why? I think the key was, he said, I've come to do the will of my father. And you see, that's really the marching song of every believer. God reached and pulled me out of darkness. He pulled me out of the dirt, the filth, my hog pen that I had grown to love. He pulled me out. The light reflected in me. Now I've come simply to do the will of the Father. Now, if you will really meditate on that, that makes life pretty simple, doesn't it? I mean, how many of you have got up in the morning and maybe the night before you planned everything you're going to do. And you got your plans. You wake up and if you're like me, sometimes if you didn't write them down, you're going to forget. But then during the day, something happens or that. Life happens. We get off course. But if we just begin our day and say, Lord, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven and in my life then I find that my days a little bit better yet one thing he suffered a death we may say at that age premature death but it wasn't premature it was planned before the foundation of the earth he accomplished what he was to do as he walked on this earth and in his death, he accomplished the purpose of that babe in a manger. I saw a picture one time. it was beautiful. It's a picture of a manger. With Mary and Joseph and the Christ child, the shepherds. But then in the back, there was a shadow of a cross. He said, no one takes my life. I lay my life down. And when he laid it down... Your salvation and my salvation through the forgiveness of sin was accomplished. He paid the debt for all mankind. And if we go into 3022 or 3023, that sacrifice, he bore the sins of every generation. The good part about it is this. You go to Jerusalem and you go to where they say they buried him. And it's empty. He's not there. The tomb could not hold him. The stone just moved away because I think of the power that was being generated as God rose him from the dead. And he folded that sheet that was around him. And he laid it down. And when he walked out, that's your guarantee and my guarantee that everything Jesus has promised will be fulfilled. It's a living, praying for us guarantee. He's at the Father's side. The Bible says, what's Jesus doing in heaven? He's making intercession for us identifying us that's why verse 12 is so true yet to all who did receive him to those who believed in his name he gave the right you see today because of this coming child and the work he accomplished no one has a right to be lost and apart from christ no one has a right to walk in darkness because there's the answer, Jesus. And and Jesus will take my filthy mind and fleshly wants and he he takes it out and he puts his in there. And he says, now through me, my word and the spirit, you're going to overcome life. You're going to walk through deep sorrow. You're going to walk through doctors saying things you don't want to hear. But you're going to walk through it. And because I walk through it, you'll come out the other side stronger. You see, this life makes us strong. In Christ, it doesn't have to beat us down. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. This morning, when you listen online, I want to ask you, is that your Savior? Is it yours personally? Walking, talking. Thanking Him for a public parking lot up close when it's raining. Thanking Him for giving you the strength and the energy to endure and prosper. Have you ever seen... After a heavy rain, maybe like a hurricane, the flowers all beat down and drooping. An amazing thing happens. The sun comes up the next day. They're there. That's my Jesus. Do you know him this morning? Is he personally yours? Have you lived out the exchange life that he gave you? See, those are things we ponder at Christmas. Scott just told me something interesting. He said that when Rachel's dad carried her to her first piano lessons at age four, the piano teacher looked at her and said to him, her hands are too small, she'll never play the piano. Isn't that an example of what we've talked about? There's no such thing as never when it's in the negative and says you can't do what God wants you to do. Let me finish like this. It's coming again. This time, no babe in a manger, not at all. Look, I'm coming soon, my reward is with me and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, beginning and the end. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony. Speaking of the testimony that John had given, I'm the root and the offspring of David. Remember the sprout and I'm the bright and morning star. Never lost his luster. Light has come into the world. You don't have to live in darkness. Again, if you're here this morning, our staff will be serving you lunch shortly. So if you want to talk to any of us, pull us aside. You can email me at cliff.smith at tomoka.cc. That's simple, kind of like me. I can remember it. If you're online, hit that I have decided button. This is important. It'll change your view not only on Christmas, but it'll change your view in the world. We are the light. We shine in the darkness. I pray Jesus is your Savior this year. Merry Christmas. It's been my privilege to serve you. I look forward to 2023. We'll be off a few weeks. But mark your calendar in big red. January 3rd. You will be the introduction to 2023 here at Tomoka. We kick it off. I'm told it's going to be a pizza party. So... Listen, who's your one, who is the one you're going to reach this year? I believe that this service can be that lighthouse for you sitting at home. You're you're well, maybe you're a little afraid. Come on out. God is your shelter in which you dwell. Come be with us. Don't miss this fellowship. It's great. So... We'll see you January 3rd. Amen.